Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Base Hitball 4 podcast. My name is Glenn Zanigris, along with Alex Cashman, Scott Roswald, and Tyler Blumenstick. Um, another week into the MLB postseason, and a lot of teams have been eliminated. We're up to the NL and ALCS. Uh, the Yankees are not playing in the ALCS. They were bounced by the Tampa Bay Rays in five games. A lot to discuss in terms of that series, and that's where we'll start. Uh, me and Scott last week talked about this series and how, you know, I thought personally that the Yankees had turned a corner after that Indian series when they outslugged them and that the Yankees would win in five. And then it got to a five and then the bats disappeared again. This, seem, this seems to be a pattern with the Yankees dating back to, you know, since they won the World Series in 09, like 2010, 11, 12, all the way up until this year um, when they need it the most the offense disappears. And there's a lot to be said about other facets of the, of the game for the Yankees in terms of their pitching, specifically that game two decision of starting Garcia and then ripping him out to put in Jay Hat. That's been the um, really main talking point of the series for a lot of people. But the Yankees for the 11th straight year will not win the World Series as they were defeated by the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. I mean – we got what we wanted. We got Garrett Cole on the bump in game five and the bats failed us. It's like a, it's, I don't know who to put the blame on necessarily. It's frustrating. I want to lean towards the pitching staff um, because they've just failed to address it. And it's not like uh, the lineups are allowed to go cold and man, no baseball is a hard, a hard sport and in a game five. I mean, it's not like, your full talented lineup is going to give you 10 runs in a game five. Like they scored one run. Like it's happened. It, it'll happen again. Um, it's just unfortunate. And it's not like the pitching gave out in game five either, but I mean, it's just the back end of the bullpen has been a real issue and it's just very, very frustrating. And it, I think that also stems from possible overuse and the fact that we don't have starters that'll give us length necessarily. Um, I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just, I think big changes are coming and we'll see what happens. How many times are we going to say big changes are coming? Because we say it every I feel year like we haven't said it in a while. Year. I feel like it's more of a cycle. Really? Because after last season, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> sorry, I just had a stroke. After last season, uh, we said big changes were coming with Garrett Cole, which they did, um, but the same result has happened. And yeah, but uh, so I, when I say big changes, I don't mean as in go out and get Garrett Cole. I mean, like almost a revamp in a way. Like I, we let Dellen Batances walk in the offseason. And I, I think it was probably one of the biggest mistakes we could have made because he was arguably our best reliever. I mean, outside of, I mean, Chapman blows games. I mean, we've seen him blow the game in the playoffs three times in the last five years. Um, whether one was with the Cubs and two was with the two or with the Yankees, um, it's I, I don't know. I, I feel like Ottavino has really let us down. Um, he was supposed to be a guy that came in here with his fastball that would keep hitters honest, and then he would wipe them out with the slider. And he just did not absolutely have control this year. I mean, it was just gone out the window. Um, Tommy Canley's injury hurt really bad. And I think something else that I want to touch on that just really went by the wayside this year is the fact that we, we were missing Luis Severino. I, I don't like, I pay attention to Twitter a whole lot. I watch a lot of baseball TV. I, I watch 
I mean, we do a podcast. I research. I mean, I'm very connected with the baseball world. And even I did not really see Luis Severino's name come up once throughout the entire season. And I feel like it needs to be talked about because that's a piece the Yankees, the Yankees are gaining back next year. And, and he's a guy that has ace capabilities. He's going to be our number two. I think we go back out and get Tanaka and possibly Trevor Bauer, if we can make a pitch for him. I mean, he tweeted today that the beef between him and Garrett Cole are, is is fictitious. So I I feel like there's a chance. I feel like it's an outside chance because I don't know if we're going to necessarily devote the money to him, but by big changes, I mean, we need to get some lefties in the lineup. Like I, I feel like I'm rambling here, but like this stadium was built to cater to left-handed power. We had it back in the day when we had Mark Teixeira. We had Hideki Matsui. We had all of these guys, and that's that's what Yankee Stadium is built for. And we have a very right-handed dominant lineup right now. And I feel like we just get carved up and carved up and carved up by righties constantly. Can I I ask a question? Go for it. Can I ask a question? Who in the Yankees lineup right now is the most beloved Yankee hitter? Who's the most beloved Yankee hitter? And he didn't show up. Aaron Judge, okay. and he didn't show up. No, 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 no. My answer, Tyler got my answer. No. DJ LeMay. Uh, I said DJ too. I didn't hear you say it. I also probably just didn't want to hear Aaron you say Judge it. Aaron Judge is the most important player on that team. No, I'm not beloved. saying he's not. I'd say he should be the most beloved. Okay, let me let me finish my, my point here, okay? My point is, right, every time that DJ LeMay comes up to the plate, we expect the hit. Like, you can't do that with any other player in baseball, mm-hmm. right? Now, here's my point in saying that. He's not the typical guy that the Yankees go out and spend money on. Brian Cashman had to be really uh, convinced by his team to go sign LeMahieu. He, he, he didn't want to sign him, okay? Now, here's my problem with that. That's why the Yankees aren't going to win a World Series until they figure it out. Because I've said it until – I've said it since forever that home runs will get you to the playoffs – but they won't win you a World Series. Scott, you can roll your eyes all you want, but the Yankees... You're wrong. The stats show that you're wrong, man. No, no, let me ask you something. Let me, let me ask you something, right? When your entire team just hits home runs, right, and doesn't play any small ball, and you can't advance runners... No one plays a- small ball. You're wrong. I'm sorry, you're okay. wrong. Okay. Why did I, the, Yanke- not, why did the Yankees lose wrong. game I mean, five? Because they, can't, they didn't The they Rays didn't hit. hit two home runs, the, the Yankees hit one. There you go. They didn't hit. They didn't score runs. I don't give a shit how it gets across, Scott. I don't care if you have to walk a a horse to get across the plate. A run needs to score. And if you're not hitting home runs, then someone needs to step up and get a hit. Baseball has become a strikeout or home run game. That's a fact. A team has not lost a game this postseason when they've out home run their opponent. They have not lost a game this postseason. I'm not denying that. You're wrong. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion, they, but I don't think just, I'm wrong. The, the Astros just are up one hit. nothing on an Altuve home run that's that's standing right now. And yesterday, guys, the Ra- the last two games in the ALCS, the Rays have won because Rosarina and Kiermaier and all these guys are hitting home runs. The Braves are winning on the home run. Okay. Darno and Acuna. I mean, that's and Albies and, and Albies. Freeman. That's the okay. way that you score runs now well, because then maybe you got to switch something up playoffs, because that's a problem because you if, your enti- playoffs, if your entire team is a home run hitter a home run or bust right when, so if there's a guy on first and second and brett gardner's up tell me why you're not bunting 
because they don't bunt. Well, it's, this, it's ridiculous. I mean, we've had this whole conversation before. I think it was two or three episodes ago. But, I mean, look, I tend to agree with Scott here. I mean, to a certain extent. Like, I mean, you can't deny the facts. It's true. The statistics back it up saying that, I mean, Scott mentioned it already, but the, if you, when you out-homer your opponent, you win the game and you're undefeated this postseason. And I'm sure the stats aren't undefeated over the course of a season, but I'm sure they're absolutely lopsided because the home run is the most valuable play in baseball. It gets a run across immediately. However, where I do kind of differ on this a little bit is teams are streaky with the home run ball. I mean, you're not gonna, you might go on a streak where you're pounding the ball out of the ballpark. We see it with the Yankees all the time. However, when you're looking at a team – like the Yankees, when you go into a slump and they're not diversified, like I think a guy like Aaron Hicks is perfect. He's, he has 20, 25 home run potential. He's done it before. However, that's not a guy that's going to hit a ball out of the ballpark. 20 home runs over the course of 162 game season. I mean, you're hitting a home run one every eight games. I mean, even the best players hit 50 home runs. You're hitting one home run out of every 3.2 games. Like, it's – you need to have a balance. And I think the way to beat this and to stay consistent is to mix in that small ball. And it's not necessarily small ball. I feel like that's the wrong term here that we're, we're playing not, with. not going for – that's not what I meant. No, I, I know that. And that's why I'm trying to kind of write the ship here. Like, I think the correct term – like, small ball. When I think of small ball, I think of you get a single to lead off an inning. You lay down the bunt. You get on the second base. Yeah, but I think it's more I mean. smart baseball is what we're talking about here. And, and you know, that's being able to go from obvious first to third baseball. On, a, on a base hit to right and, and being able to score on a ball in the gap, you know, if everyone, I, mean, it, but I don't team think that's a Yankee problem. Home. And I don't think it's something we should harp on because their base you, running that you, was a problem in years past, but I think it was a lot better this year and even last year. Now here's what my point is. The Yankees can't steal any runs. Okay, so when you have your whole lineup, you want to go down the lineup, it's LeMahieu, it's Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, um, um, Voigt, Glaber, um, Hicks, um, who am I missing? Whatever. Um, who am I missing? Urshela. 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 Okay, so here's my point, right? They cannot score on a gapper, right? Every single one of those guys is slow. You're only getting speed at a Gardner and Wade, who Wade's problem is he can't steal first base, all right? You got to get a hit to get on base. So you need to be able to steal some runs. That, that's just the bottom line. You, you cannot just rely on a home run, okay? Yes, home runs are important. I'm not denying that for a second, okay? Obviously, they're important. It got the Yankees this far, gets them this far every year. But if you can't score on a base hit up the middle or on a – a gapper from from first base ever that's a serious problem and that is why the Yankees pitching struggles because they got to go out there and they got to throw a perfect game every night unless they manage to hit eight home runs so the Yankees when you look at it when you look at it analytically and you're in the playoffs now and you're facing guys every single time that throw 100 miles an hour with the devastating hook it's not the regular season anymore when you're getting, you know, the three, four, five starters that you're facing the best every time. Just statistically and analytically, it's a lot easier if you're building an organization to get a guy that's going to run into one and it all run. It's hard to string together three, four, 
five hits in one inning against a Verlander or against, you know, a Glasnow or a Snell or a Freed or a Bueller, all these guys in the postseason, it's very, very difficult to string hits together. Well, that's my point. And that's why I think in baseball today, GMs are looking for the guy and roster builders are going to look for the guy that's going to hit the two-run home run to get that quick two on the board because it's not Completely. likely – that for three or four innings in a game, you're going to string five or six singles together and then maybe hit a gap. It's really hard to, you know, hit what pitching is today. No, I think your point stands there. Like they're obviously going to go out and get home run hitters. That's why home run hitters are home run hitters and they're very valuable and they command the money that they do. And Giancarlo Stanton won an MVP, got paid because of it. But the thing right, here I gotta, is I have you to, need the diversification to, in a lineup. Like you need to – like when the home runs don't come and you're streaky, you're not putting the ball out of the ballpark, you need to be able to get bases. And Cash is kind of foaming at the mouth over there, so I'll let you go because I feel some pressure here while I'm speaking. No, 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 no. I mean, that's my point. That's my point. I'm not saying that the Yankees should go out and get rid of Stanton and Judge and, and all these guys who hit home runs, but I think that they need to add some speed. I think that um, you're – you need two or three guys in the lineup that could run the bases. That could but who are you getting rid of to add the speed? But that's the problem. I don't get it's paid not to an make easy those decisions. decisions. It's not at all. Like I, pull, I just pulled but, up the base running stats. Guess who, lead, guess who led the league in stolen bases per game? Which team? Take a wild the guess. Braves. I think the it was Braves. the Marlins, right? It was the San Diego Padres. The Marlins are third. The Seattle Mariners are second. Texas fourth. Kansas City fifth. Tampa Bay sixth. But, but even that, Diego like, stolen bases are winner. dying. Say stolen bases are stolen bases are dying. Like it's I really not something that, that happens. I'm, very I'm often. more challenging the meta right now because the whole meta of the game right now is home run hitters, and I'm not going to deny that. I don't agree with it completely. I think you need the pop. I think the Yankees can keep six of their home run hitters, no matter what formation, as long as you got Judge, Stanton, and uh, what's his face. Labor. And Glaber in the in the lineup, I think Urshela is expendable. Is he a good asset to have? Yes, but he's our nine guy. I think he's expendable. His defense is there, but there are plenty of guys out there that. But play you just said that. Defense. I mean, the Yankees' infield defense is not great from the most part. You're going to take away Gio Urshela. That's that's a tough sell. It's not. But no. if he's going to save wait, a single wait, wait. run, so but you know why their defense isn't great? It's because of their shortstop, right? Yeah. I mean, Glaber struggled all year. DJ LeMay is a glue glove second baseman, and Voight is very serviceable at first. So Absolutely. They're trying to push the issue, right? They're trying to make Glaber this shortstop because of, of the lore of a shortstop. But, you know, I, it's so frustrating. I, I feel like I'm the only one who sees it. it, it You're not. Everyone says I see it. Uh, why... We've said this. We said this in the beginning of the year in our preview show before the season got um, extended. And we talked we said about it again with Cito when he was on. Exactly. I mean, we said it in the beginning in the preview. And the Yankees really made a mistake allowing Didi to walk because that's both your staple shortstop has a good glove. Not a great glove, but a good glove. Better than Glaber's glove. I Although, think I would argue that Didi has a great glove. I, I mean that I would agree too. That's what he was known for before he got to the Yankees. But, okay, so you're, you're talking the about leagues. the metrics though. He's he doesn't rank up there in, in like terms of. I, I'm not a huge fan of these metrics. Well, Urshela didn't either. I feel like they're he important when it's more of an eye right. test. The thing is, 
he's a lefty bat. He absolutely mashed righties, and he hit the lefties. It's just like, it's the diversity, and the Yankees are forcing the issue again with putting Hicks in the three spot because he's the only capable lefty with pop outside of Brett Gardner, and you get that pop one every 15, 20 games, and and who knows what we're going to get down the road. I think his time is up here. I think Clint Frazier needs to step into this lineup, but then again, that doesn't even help the case. You think Hicks' time is up here? No, he's saying No, Gardner's. I'm saying we have a problem when Hicks is – our default lefty that needs to hit in the top of the lineup. I know he gets on base, but that's a guy you want in the two hole. That's a guy you want in the five hole. Maybe that's a guy you want leading off, but not with DJ LeMahieu. So they need to find a legitimate spot for Aaron Hicks in the lineup, but the three spot is not there. And I'm seriously asking this question because I don't know the answer. What are the analytic splits of a lefty versus a righty? In terms of what? So, like, is it that much of an advantage to be a swish hitter? Or is it that much of an advantage to have a lefty hitting against a right-handed hitter? I think they want to break it up player. because when you go, when other teams later in the game go to the bullpen, yeah, that's not my point. You don't stack I'm, it. My point is, here's what my point is, right? The Yankees are so by the book analytically, right? They do everything analytically. Why is there one lefty in the lineup? That's just their I just roster think, construction. I think the allure of that I don't think hitter. of it as a big deal. The allure of a switch hitter has really, really gone away, to be honest, because there used to be guys that could hit from so the, are the analytics. Lead. So it doesn't matter if a guy is hitting righty against a right-handed pitcher or lefty against a left-handed pitcher. Because Aaron Hicks has to be with. an automatic out. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's damn near an automatic out from the right so, side. But he, here's my point. Here's my point, right? So Aaron Boone wasted Frazier the other night, right? He called him in as a pinch hitter, then they brought in a lefty, and then he just put in Mike Ford without Frazier seeing a pitch. Now, to me, that means the righty-lefty is a huge deal analytically. Well, right? I mean, so that's, that's like a baseball tail. Like, you always want the advantage while you're – So then why do the Yankees – then why do the Yankees have one lefty in their lineup? Why let Didi Gregorius walk? Well, it just goes – He's your one lefty with power. See, but I agree with you that they shouldn't have let him walk, but why? They didn't even call him back. I, I don't have an answer said for that, you. But I know, I know that. I'm not arguing. I'm you, wondering the same thing that you're wondering. Something, something, there's a disconnect here. And for the first time, I'm going to bra- blame Brian Cashman. I, I think he needs to be held accountable. You know, I think he we're can ready make all for these, I think that he can make all of these moves, that these sexy trades, and they amount to nothing because – what was the huge trade that we were so thrilled with, right, is the Glaber trade because we got him for free because we got Chapman back. Chapman has now blown two straight playoff series. So somebody well, I, explain that to me. I feel like right, that's, I agree with both of what you said, but I don't think they're connected. Now, in, high, in hindsight, that's a great trade. Like, I'm not saying – I'm just saying, you know, we look at Brian Cashman, including myself, as a freaking god, as the greatest GM in baseball, and he's really done nothing in the last few years, because if there's no ring on your finger and I don't give a flying, I don't give a shit what Hal Steinbrenner says on the radio today. If you don't want a world series, that's a goddamn failure. All right. I don't care what sport you play. I don't care what team you are. If you don't win the championship that season, it's a failure. That's the goal of every team of every league in the history of sports is to win a championship. And if you don't win, it's a failure. Yeah. Well, Hal said that today. I mean, he apologized to the fans. He said, he goes, uh, we should have won the World Series this year, and we didn't even come close. 
like direct quote. Well, I'll from take that now. sorry and wipe my ass with it. I mean, that's it's bad. Well, talking about talking about Cashman, um, I I'll push back slightly on him not doing anything. I mean, he's done a lot of good things. I mean, the Urshela pickup for $25,000 was a great pick. Um, the Void trade was tremendous. The Glaber trade was great. Um, he's been able to find guys, these diamonds in the rough that have been, you know, just absolutely tremendous pickups for the Yankees. The problem with win. Brian Cashman, uh, now, now I'm going to blame Cashman for something. The problem with Brian Cashman, for me, has been his history in terms of acquiring pitching. Um, the Cole signing is shaping up to be something that's, you know, positive. I don't know what year 789 are going to look like, but right now in the prime of his career, you can't ask for a better number one than Garrett Cole at this point in major league baseball. But other than that, um, Garcia is still too soon. We haven't seen a lot of Clark Schmidt. Severino is a Cy Young guy, but he's always hurt in the last 20 years of him being a GM, Brian Cashman and his, you know, roster developers and his scouting directors and all these people have done a poor job in developing pitching. And that is the difference between the Yankees and the team they lost to the Rays. The Rays develop great pitching. The Rays develop pitching that is so good that they let them walk in free agent because they can't afford them. And then it's no big deal because they just develop no ones. And it's just an endless cycle almost like a good college football program, an endless cycle of talent coming in for Tampa, and the Yankees don't have that. And that's where the Yankees got hurt in this series because they had Cole in game one, which is good, and they won the game. And then in game two, they had Garcia, who for whatever reason had a great regular season rookie year, and they didn't trust him for whatever reason. I mean, we're not in the room, so we don't know what the conversation was. I, I don't agree with that. Trust Garcia, and then they had put in Jay Happ, and Jay Happ was terrible. And that's, in my opinion, game two was the turning point in the whole series. And that goes on Brian Cashman. The last two off seasons of not Cole, the last two trade deadlines, not acquiring pitching depth. They knew Paxton was done. They knew Severino was done, and they didn't add to it. I mean, we know that. They didn't know about the no off days in the playoffs when the trade deadline happened, but this is the second straight year. Cashman did not upgrade the pitching rotation or the bullpen. All right. And so that hurt them. In this here's my pushback with what you just said. All right. I don't think that they didn't uh, trust Delby. Um, I think they tried to get too cute and they tried to, to, to one up the raise. I think they tried to beat the raise with their own game. Okay. So that's what I think. I, I don't know if it has anything really to do with Garcia. I think it had more to do with, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone trying to get cute and beat the Rays their own game. Um, I also don't agree with the trade deadline for this season because to give up prospects for a 60-game season is tough. So I would agree with last season, um, him dropping the ball at the trade deadline, but not this year. And um, there's got to be a reason Clark Schmidt is not up, right? So I, I threw all Yankee fans on Twitter kind of really – uh, gave the Yankees shit for not calling up Schmidt. <laughs> I could rhyme any time. But, um, <laughs> but there's got to be a reason he's not up. He's not ready. I mean, you got you to gotta remember, you know, as seen in the movie Moneyball, my favorite movie, um, there's a team in that front office. It's not just one guy. There's a team of scouts. There's a team of guys making decisions. And Brian Cashman and well, the general manager is going to take the fall for it regardless. Um, 
But there's a reason Schmidt wasn't called up. I don't agree um, with you, though. I don't necessarily agree with you there because do you remember when we brought up Luis Severino? We had him in the bullpen, and he str- we, or we started him in the starting, starting rotation. He struggled. He went to the bullpen. He struggled. He struggled. He struggled. He figured it out. Now look at him. Clark Schmidt, I just think back to that um, the summer camp game. He won the best, most valuable player in summer camp facing that Yankees lineup who, albeit, haven't seen live pitching in, in months. But at what point, when you have a failing bullpen, do you bring up these guys and give them a shot? It's a 60-game season. I understand your backs are pressed against the wall and every single game counts, but you have these talented guys that have shown that they have the ability to get out major league hitters and you just wait until the very last second to bring them up and their time is up. Now I, I pulled up the 2017 Yankees top 30 prospects and Glaber leads it off at number one. Then you have chance Adams who is what? No longer with the Yankees, right? He's not a big prospect anymore. Wasn't he traded for um, somebody? He's part of the Royals organization now. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's no longer a Yankee. I'm telling you, like, we when this top 30 was set up in 2017, we were touting one of the best prospect systems in baseball. Like, we had the pipeline to the major leagues. And in terms of pitching, Chance Adams, no longer a Yankee. He was number two. Justice Sheffield, number four. He's now in Seattle and struggling. So he maybe wasn't that great. Domingo Acevedo, he got a shot in the big leagues. I don't know where he is now. Albert Abreu, he was a big name. I don't know where he is now. Uh, Clark Schmidt comes in at number 10. Dylan Tate, don't think he's a Yankee anymore. Um, Nolan Martinez, never heard that name again. Uh, he came in at 13. Uh, ben Heller, relief guy, back end of the rotation guy. Domingo Herman, still a talented pitcher, stupid off the field, but who knows what's going to happen with him going forward. Um, Jonathan Luizaga, very average arm to this point, still young. Um, Giovanni Gallegos, good bullpen piece for the Cardinals right now. We don't have him. Um, and then David Garcia comes in at number 30. Um, like, where are these guys? I know everybody's well, not going to well, pan out. But Well, see, that's my question, and is did we really have the best farm system in baseball, or was it uh, a lot of fluff? But these guys are, not, these guys are only two years yeah. removed. That's the thing is I'm, that's what I'm getting at here is I think we're almost getting – gypped and kind of looking at this through like foggy goggles from a fan's perspective because like we tout these guys we have the pleasure of having the wonderful new york media who get the get the inside scoop on all of this they blow it up it's new york it's this great team whatever but these guys just got traded i mean justice sheffield was supposed to be a top guy we sent him over to seattle and what happened? He's just not, he's not a guy, but he was one of our top prospects. So that just shows that our farm system was not as deep as it was. And that goes back to your main point there about the fact that we don't develop pitching. And I a hundred percent agree with that. It's a shame. It's a real shame because I I just feel like we're almost not assessing this team correctly. It's a very talented squad, but putting them at number one in the big leagues and power rankings at any point in the season is just disrespectful to other talented teams there in the league. The Rays have us beat. And there's maybe two, two, three guys that if you ask a random person on the street, they can name a, they can name one of those players on the Rays. So moving on with the Yankees, uh, we put this season to bed. Um, There's a million reasons why 
they didn't win in terms of both, you know, pitching and the offense. So now it's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Yankees. Probably the most interesting offseason we've had in the better part of the last decade because there's a lot of players, a lot of integral players on the Yankees roster that are going to, that decisions are going to need to be made of. Um, Sanchez, you got to make a decision on Gary Sanchez in terms of if you're going to keep him or you're going to let him go. He's arbitration eligible. He's at 5 million right now. Um, you got, you got to think it's going to go up to 10 million. Can I make um, a comment on Gary Sanchez? But why, why do you think it's going to go up to 10 million? Because that's just arbitration the, just the way arbitration sc- goes. I mean, I know he hit, you know, one something, but, you but know, arbitration is just a hearing. I mean, runs. the Yankees are going to present their case and, Gary Sanchez doesn't have a very strong. Yeah, but case I don't think they're the going to. I don't think they're going to present a case to give him less than five million. No, but I don't think you get up to. Ten. I mean, ten is not even a lot. That's the thing. It, it's just, does he deserve it? Like, the uh, potential deserves it, it. But does Gary Sanchez right now deserve that money? And that's what arbitration ends up coming down to. Well, but do you not tender him at that point? No, I I feel like that's stupid because it's such a trivial amount of money. Like Brett Gardner is making ten twelve thousand ten twelve million dollars this year. But the money adds up, and the money you know, could be allocated elsewhere if you just get rid of the. First five of all, there's no million. salary cap. Of course, yeah. but he's our starting catcher. There that's is no thing. salary I know cap. You don't want but, him, you know, there is budget. Catcher. There is a price that Hal Steinbrenner is not going to go. That's Listen not true. Me. I mean, how many Listen people me. do you see fall off in arbitration? That's the thing. Like, listen, especially listen, a guy listen. like Gary Sanchez. Like, a deal is going to get done. Gary Sanchez struggled this season, and that's not a secret. Uh, however, it was a 60-game season. It's two months. You got to give him another shot. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal player, and he obviously struggled for two months. But, like, let's not forget, you know, there have been guys like Mark Teixeira who come out of the gate, they struggle for the first two months, and then they figure it out every year. Like, he only had 60 games. Not even all that. He was on the IL, I think, and he didn't start every game, obviously. So, I don't know. I, obviously, I mean, they, did, really, they didn't play him in, a, in two back-to-back elimination games. Well, you could also argue that Boone um, did not make good – managerial decisions in the playoffs so granted i agreed with higashioka playing but he also just had the hot bat i mean it happens i mean it's not absolute defensive liability too he literally caught a ball off of his face he missed completely how many times do you see a big league catcher take a ball straight to the face because he couldn't catch the ball guy's a liability i mean we saw the same thing happen to yasmani grandal a couple years ago the Dodgers didn't play him in the postseason, and he just became one of the highest-paid catchers in baseball history. So maybe he turns it around. You're not giving up on Gary Sanchez at this point. He's going to be a starting catcher at the start of the year. So there's, there's other guys that Gardner, you got to make a decision on Gardner. Are you, he has a $10 million team option. Do you pick that up, or do you say, you know, thank you for everything, but you're done? Um, th- th- you got, there's – decisions to make on LeMahieu. There's decisions to make on Tanaka. There's decisions to make on Paxton. Those are pretty much the top three, you know, big free agents that the Yankees need to, you know, ask about. And is there a price on LeMahieu that you won't go? Will you not no. go up to $25 million? No. Um, t- Pay him a billion dollars. Do you, do you choose between Tanaka or, you know, Paxton? I'm, I assume that they're going to bring Tanaka back and let Paxton walk. On the other side, something we brought up in the group chat um, to, you know, fix the infield is a guy like, you know, Luke Voigt 
at an all-time high in terms of value? Is that a guy you look to trade away and get some prospects back and try to, you know, shake things up in the infield? There's a lot of things that the Yankees need to decide upon. What do you do with Herman? Is he going to be a guy you welcome back into the franchise? Just as there's a lot of things that the Yankees need to decide from now until opening day. I think Tanaka is a must-have. You need to bring Tanaka back. I think he's going to command maybe $15 million. I don't know. Or $15 million a year. Maybe a two-year deal. One-year deal. I don't know. Um, I think this is the end of the road for Brett Gardner. At least, I hope it is. I appreciate everything he's done in a Yankee uniform. Although it's been frustrating at times. Um, I think his time is finally up. I I've, was not caught off guard, but a little surprised, I guess, at the fact that we brought him back at the beginning of this year on a one-year deal. Um, turns out that it did work out because we did need him to fill in at times um, with Judge and Stan both being down. I mean, he did get extended playing time. But, I mean, Aaron Boone said it himself. Clint Frazier belongs in that lineup. And, and I think this is his time to go earn that spot. And whether it's as the fourth outfielder or Hicks gets bumped out or he plays on off days, but I don't know what is going on, but you need to find a spot for Clint Frazier because if that guy gets extended at bats in the big leagues, he's going to figure it out. You can just sense it with that guy. A guy with as quick of hands as Clint Frazier has, it's hard for you to fail. And he's already got it down. You see some of these mammoth shots he hits. You see some of these balls he absolutely drills into left field on a rope, line drives. It's he just when he struggles it just looks like he's out of it like it looks like he's just uncomfortable and that doesn't happen when he's an everyday guy in the lineup I think Paxton needs to walk and I think we need to go out and bring in another left-handed bat in the infield um I don't think Luke Voigt is the answer to leave this club after leading the AL in home runs um I think maybe his injury is something to assess um but I, I believe we have him under team control and I feel like if we didn't trade Urshela on a high-value offseason or an offseason following a year where he's going to carry some higher value than he's ever carried in his entire life, I don't think we're going to get rid of Luke Voigt here. I mean, this guy goes along with the entire plan of the Yankees by hitting the ball out of the ballpark, although it's not a plan that we necessarily are on the same page about here, but that's why they get paid the big bucks. And I, you want to put it on management – I think it's time to start holding management accountable for certain actions and certain moves that they didn't make. Um, but the moves that they did make with the talent that's on the roster, I think you also need to share the blame with the players and people that aren't producing. Like Scott said it earlier in the show, Aaron judge did not show up in the postseason, And th these are guys that I don't know. It's just like finding the perfect balance and the Yankees are just not a balanced team right now. And that's what you need to kind of revisit in the postseason. If I were them, that's what I'd be doing. But I'm here, and they're there. So we'll see. We can only watch from afar. I, I just I just think DJ LeMahieu is number one. If yeah, you don't bring back DJ LeMahieu, then you're just you're wasting your time. Um, I'm glad you, you did finally mention Aaron Judge because he was a no-show. And I, I want to make a decree – that none of you guys are allowed to try and get rid of John Carlos Stanton ever again. Because I've never the guy, said a bad thing about Stanton. You've said a bad thing about him. <laughs> that guy carried your team throughout the postseason. There's no questioning it whatsoever. He was the better player than Aaron Judge. 
Um, you, you got none of you are allowed to get rid of John Carlos Stanton ever again. And if you do, I'll come hunt you down. And I don't know what I'll do, but I'm not allowing it anymore because he carried your team and Judge did nothing. So. You're not going to get it from me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're going to get it from Glenn. Yeah, it Probably. was it was Nobody's amazing. From Glenn. I got I got to say it was absolutely incredible what he did in the two series for the Yankees. Stan completely shut me up. So credit to him. He's obviously going to opt into his contract. And he's going to be here for you know the next a uh, thousand years. But in terms of fixing the Yankees, I think Lemayhu is number one. I think bringing back Tanaka is number two. Um, I know Cash and maybe Tyler are going to you know scream and yell about bringing in Didi. Um, I only think bringing in Didi works if somebody gets moved from that infield, whether it be Urshela. So here's why I don't agree with you. Here's why I don't agree is because, and I'm totally serious when I say this, the last two years, the, the injured list that the Yankees have had um, is absolutely astronomical. And if they're not going to change anything at the training staff or whatever, and some of it is just bad luck, fine. You need to be prepared for it again. Cash, I feel like like I. But are you I, gonna give? Are you gonna give Didi twenty million dollars a year to be an insurance policy for an absolutely injury? not? I'm starting Didi. But it, okay, but on the other Gio side, who's on, on the bench? Who's on the bench? Problem. I feel like that kind of goes over your head a little bit when you talk about this because you have a lineup of guys right now that are major league starters. They've been on this roster for years uh, or not maybe not years but between two and three years some guys won um when you bring in a guy like Didi, somebody is going to get bumped whether they're moved to another team or they're bumped to the bench getting bumped to the bench is yes it helps the team as a whole but there's going to be one unhappy player on that bench that deserves a starting role and has to now be a role player and that's also things that need to be considered like People aren't the, the Yankees aren't going to go out and sign a, a, a infielder. Say it's not Didi because Didi deserves to absolutely start. And I think Urshela might be the odd man out there because it's not going to be Voight. I think Lemayhu would move to third, and Glaber would go back to second, and Didi would play short. But sending Urshela to the bench, he's not going to be happy. He's not going to sit there and cheer. No, I'm, not bench, I'm not benching Gio. Gio is one of the few guys. He's one of the two guys, him and Lemayhu, who don't who aren't homering or nothing. Okay, well, all right, let me pose you this hypothetical then. The Yankees sign DD in the morning. You wake up to a notification on your phone. Opening day rolls around. You're the manager. What's your infield look like? No other moves were made. Realistically? It's Geo. I mean, yeah, or you DH Glaber. But then what do you put Stan? In left. Can he still play left? Absolutely. Is that the best thing to do in terms of health? Can he stay healthy playing left field for 150 games? You can't do that. That's the problem with having the two outfielders we have in Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. And, and kind of a log jam with Aaron Hicks there. Like, I, I, I really don't want to bash Aaron Hicks. And you can't really bash Aaron Hicks. The guy's average isn't flashy. He didn't necessarily pop the ball out of the ballpark a whole lot this year. He got one in the postseason. But his on-base percentage is what you got to look at this year. And he did get on base. But he's... I mean, I mentioned it before. He's not that three hitter. And you have a guy like Clint Frazier who needs to get a run at the big leagues. If you're not going to play Clint Frazier, you need to trade Clint Frazier. I'm not going to be happy with it, but it's got to happen. If you're looking for an odd man out, I think that in the Yankees' minds, that's the guy that's the odd man out. So could Clint Frazier play center field? No. 
No, I don't think so. His defense point. is an absolute liability. It's not. I, all right, so I wouldn't say it's an absolute liability it's a, anymore. It's not. He, he really showed that he's got some defensive. You're not putting him in center. You're not putting him in center field. No, Def- I'm not arguing where for that. defense I, matters the most. A hundred percent. I don't think he can play center field, but he's not a defensive liability. In center field, he would be. Correct. That I agree with. I just the the it's just, we're just unbalanced. Think- it really goes back to that same exact argument. The odd man out is in the outfield, whether it's Aaron Hicks or it's Clint Frazier, assuming we don't bring Gardner back. But the problem isn't the outfield. It's the infield that needs to be fixed. And a left-handed bat needs to come in because if you bring a left-handed outfielder in, it's just causing more issues. And now you have five outfielders that are all MLB capabilities. And then your bench is not as deep as it should be with an infield that is struggling. And But then if you hypothetically, if you sign Didi and you ship out Urshela, you know, Didi, in my opinion, would be more of a commodity than a need because, you know, you're now you're just upping your payroll when you could have just kept Urshela and just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't Why do we want much of the same? Is what I feel like the whole topic of the conversation is that we're getting a major shakeup here. Not well, a major that's shakeup, what we're hoping we're, for, but you don't know what's going to happen. I think the major shakeup is going to be, you know, in the pitching staff. I think, there's you know, there's also a possibility or. There's also a possibility that the Yankees offer D.D. Gregorius a contract and he turns it down. I don't think they, they're even going to offer him anything. They really disrespected him last season. Big time. Gonna well, be, they do nothing. They might do nothing. They might stay still. They tomorrow. better not do nothing. They're not going to be pissed. I think there's a better chance of them doing nothing than anything. Obviously, because if past trends hold up, that's exactly what we're getting. Bad. I'm looking at the free agent list right now, and aside from Didi Gregorius, I don't know how many people I would really want that would even have a starting spot on this team. All right, so since you're looking at the free agent list, who's the best starting pitcher on there? It's Trevor Bauer. I don't even have to scroll down to it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Other than Bauer, assuming that it's all the Yankee it. front off, I mean, just the a front short list of, this, of names that pop out to me, um, and just solely names. I'm not. I don't. Go at me if I throw out somebody that you don't think deserves to be on here, but Chris Archer, Jake Arrieta. Chris Archer? He just said don't. What did I just say? I'm just going down a list in alphabetical order here. If you didn't say that, I wouldn't have said that. So Chris Archer, Jake Arrieta, uh, Trevor Bauer jumps out to me, um, obviously. Mike Fires is there. He's 36, though. Kevin Gosman is a guy. Like These aren't frontline guys. Um, Charlie Morton's going to retire, Scott. He said he would go back to the Rays if they wanted him to come back. Yeah. I mean, you keep going down this list, like Corey Kluber, but they have a $17 million club option. I don't know if they're necessarily going to pick that up. I would assume so. Where is um, he, in Texas? Yeah, he's and in he Texas. was hurt. He got hurt this year. Yeah, he was hurt. Um, John Lester is a $25 million mutual option. Um, I don't know if they're going to pick that up. I don't know if he's a near $30 million pitcher. Mike Miner. Uh, Charlie Morton, we mentioned Jake Odorizzi, James Paxton, who we have to make a decision on Martin Perez, Rick Porcello, Jose Quintana, Robbie Ray, Garrett Richards. Um, Marcus Stroman is attractive. Um, it's really it. It's not a big, not a big, uh, none of the guys aside from Trevor Bauer would excite me. Although, if we're looking to patch up the back end of the rotation or get a guy that's a three guy, I, I don't, I don't hate the idea of. Marcus I mean, if you bring back Tanaka, then Severino comes back in May or June, all healthy and ready to go. Then your top three is Cole, Severino, Tanaka, 
and then you'll have Garcia, and then number five can be either Montgomery or you know one of these guys you bring but in. That's what I'm done with. I'm done with coming into with having a season where we go into opening day saying who the hell is our number five, because then our number two goes down, our number three slots up, our number four moves up, our number five moves up, and then we have a real problem at number five, and we're losing every fifth day, no matter what. We're losing every other fourth day, every other third day. We're getting a little bit more consistency out of the two spot. And then our one is winning every game. And it's just not the way it needs to be. Like the health comes first, but I'm tired of going into it, wondering who's going to be that last guy. Like it's some revolving door because there are teams out there that have five man rotations. It's not, it's few and far between, but it's possible. And this is the yeah, New York Yankees. And, the, and we're talking then about. what happens is that what happened the last two years happens in the playoffs because you ha- now you have to use an opener in an elimination game. Exactly. They That's did the it in game six. Thing. Last year they got eliminated by the Ashes because Chad Green opened the game and gave him a three-run home run immediately. And then this year game two happened. So it'll be interesting over the next several months what the Yankees do. But there are other teams that are playing. And I think that's, you know, important to – we'd be remiss if we didn't go talk about them. The two LCSs – How about them Braves? Yes, the Braves barely won game two. They were up eight to three in the ninth. I was like the corner of my eye watching. Um, So two up on the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is a huge shock. And then the Rays, who are already up two nothing, just took the lead three to one over the Astros. So – it's shaping up to be a real ratings nightmare for the Fox and the World Series if the Braves and Rays are in the World Series. But that's just the way baseball works. So with the NLCS first, Cash is not shocked. He took the Braves. But I'm sure the rest of us are. The Dodgers look like they're like a deer in headlights. They look terrible. Yeah, they're, they're finally facing a team that's not scared of them. I mean – the Braves definitely look like the team that's more relaxed just out there playing baseball, and the, the Dodgers look like the team that has all the pressure in the world on top of them. Clayton Kershaw missed his start today because of back spasms, um, so they had to go to rookie Tony Gosselin, who, who got shelled. Um, but I think you really have to tip your caps to the, to the Braves pitching staff. Uh, they've really, outside of the bullpen collapse today that almost blew the game, They've been really good. Uh, Ian Anderson is a 20, what, 22-year-old, 21-year-old kid who was pitching in high school four years ago. Um, Hasn't given up a run in the postseason yet. Like, that's phenomenal. At the start of the postseason, we were saying, who's going to be that other guy outside of Max Fried? And it's been Ian Anderson so far. Um, But you really got to tip your cap to the Braves. They've they've come out swinging. Um, They look like they're the team to beat right now. Cash, you want to gloat? No, job's not done. Um, How many but, teams uh, are you going to put that slogan to? What are you talking? Oh, I really didn't even mean it like that. I, man, I'm good. I didn't mean it like that. Um, <laughs> but no, they still have work to do. They're playing a very good Dodgers team, and the Dodgers can and have won three straight games, four straight games. So. Um, they got to keep pushing. I mean, they almost blew it tonight. Like Scott mentioned, the, the bullpen's been very good, but they almost blew it tonight. Um, so that's definitely a problem. However, a win's a win's a win. Um, but they have a lot of work to do against a very, very good Dodgers team. I don't want to, you know, kind of make an, jump to a conclusion and say the Braves are definitely going to win this series because, as you said, the Dodgers, you know, they've won four straight games in a row. 
And it's not, you know, uncommon for a team to go down to nothing and then you come back. We've seen it time and time again, but we probably won't have another episode until that's said and done. So I'll just pose the question here. The Dodgers lose the series a year after losing the NLDS, eight straight division titles, lose the World Series twice in 17 and 18. I mean, how, how much more can that fan base take? How much more of disappointment and October just failure can this team take? I mean, as Yankee fans, we can relate because our goal and our mindset is probably the same as the Dodgers at this point. I mean, my I don't God, agree. this I don't team re- always See, goes down. Here's my problem with the Los Angeles Dodgers is that they, on paper, are flawless. You know, they, they have a lineup that could both hit home runs and – you know, run the bases. They have the starting pitching. They have a good bullpen. Their bench is fantastic. Well, so where 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 do you go from here? It's is it hard managed? to win you, baseball games. In I'm the not league. saying you just got to keep Tyler, throwing Tyler, them out there. They every have year. a phenomenal lineup. They should win the World Series. But you, we say that about the Dodgers. You say that about the Yankees. Within a 15 minute span, how many teams are going to win the World Series every year? It, the answer is one. And then you throw in these other fringe teams and solid teams. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is over the last how many years, they've been uh, so close. And I'm not saying it's easy to win baseball games. That's not my point. I'm saying that this team has been good enough for a long enough time where over the last few years, they should have won a World Series. And they haven't. I I agree. It's just, it really boils down to the fact that. Is it Dave Roberts? No, no, because the no. same thing was happening before he got there. Same thing happened with Don Mattingly. So do you just fire the manager and move on again? Like, I mean, it's it's weird because, as Cash said, this team, the roster is absolutely flawless. So you can't say it's Friedman with the way he builds the team. You can't say it's Roberts because, you know, he's brought them to two World Series and all these playoff appearance and division titles. And you can't say it's the players because they have star after star, and every year they make a marquee trade to get a Mookie Betts. They got a Manny Machado. It's not a lack of trying. It, they have the most talented roster in baseball over the last five, six years. It, it's incredible that this team can never get over the hump. And we didn't I mean, even see it, Kershaw. It's also, it's also possible that they do win this series. I, I just want to point that out. That no, I know, but done. we just won't have it. We won't have right. an episode until right, right, that's right, said right, and right, done. So just right. in case. You know what I think it is? And I just want to plant the seed for this right now because I think we could have a really long conversation about this and it would make for a pretty good episode. I think and we, when you compare the Dodgers and the Yankees, and the struggles in the past, past couple of years, and you look at the teams that have been winning, and we're out, aside from the gameplay on the field, we're looking at a culture around Major League Baseball where people are looking for more fun, at least the fans. And what I've noticed is the teams that are winning and are going deep in the postseason are these teams that are having fun. And these teams that are coming in and playing with an edge – They're playing scrappy baseball. You look at a team like the Braves. You look at a team like the Rays. You look at a team like the Padres. These are teams that should not be where they are. The Braves probably at the top of that list should be. But there are teams that are overperforming and overachieving because they're playing scrappy baseball. Yes, the Rays are one of the most analytically sound teams in the game, but they're also a team of relatively – unknown players that are producing at a high level. They're put in a situation and they're expected to do their job and they all go up to the plate or take their gloves out to the field, knowing that they're going to do their own job and the people around them are going to do their job. And I think, and I don't really want to go here and I don't mean it the way it's going to sound, but I think the like elitist mentality of the Yankees and the Dodgers, it's almost spoiled to the fact where they're going out there thinking that they have an edge 
when the other team in the other dugout wants it more than they do, and they go out and they play harder baseball. I didn't see one Yankee player all year. One is like an exaggeration, but these players are, are not getting fired up. I know there's no fans to boost the morale, but you look at a team like the Padres that are having a ton of fun out there. It's just like, it's soft. That's what it is. It's, it's like, I don't want to use the term privileged, but they're like expecting to go win. Diva. Like they're expecting to have it and they're expecting to be there in the end because of their talent and they're not playing and they're getting beat by these teams that want it more than they do. I feel like we could really have a good conversation about this and maybe save it for the off season or something like that. But I, that's just where my mind is right now. I mean, I'm trying to look for answers here and I don't know what it is. And I well, think that you know, I think that part of it, it could be a culture thing with you know, organizations. Well, I think after you made that little comment there, Tyler, about the fun um, and the team, it clicked for me a little bit that like, you know, the Yankees and Dodgers are similar in that, you know, they have all these guys that can go out there and they can produce numbers, but it's a team game. And the guy behind you needs to get the job done after you get the job done. And unless you're going to go out there and hit nine home runs uh, every inning, which you're not, and not every one of your guys is going to go deep every time uh, the guy behind you needs to do their job. And, you know, the two guys up the middle need to be able to have chemistry, have a double play. And, you know, the outfield needs to know how far center field can reach. Um, I agree. I think it's definitely it's, – it's a culture thing. And, yeah, the Yankees and the Dodgers both put these nine guys on in their lineup who they could be the best in their position. Um, and they could be the best – they could be the best in their position – uh, but they're not playing as a team. They're playing as nine individuals, and that's a problem. And and that it's a team game. And and that's why you know you can't rag on a guy like Mike Trout who is going to go down as the greatest of all time without winning a ring, because he doesn't have the guys around him. You need guys to win games. And right now, those two teams have the guys, but they're not playing as a team. They're playing as nine individuals. And it, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily even playing as a team because I, mean, I guess that kind of does connect back to what I was saying before with like the, having a balance in your lineup, but it's more having a sense of playing like a team because baseball on a whole scale, aside from double plays and relays is a very individual game. I mean, and the pitcher battery with the catcher, but every play there's, I mean, when the ball's put in play, there's, usually three guys involved, sometimes four. And, and and it's not like you need to work together. One guy fields the ball, you throw the ball. See, but yes, here's there's where, a strategy to it, but it's that sense of having a team mentality is what I'm getting I don't agree here. with that necessarily because if you're – all right, so say you're Aaron Judge, right, Ty? Right, and you're coming to the plate. You're the second guy in the lineup. Your goal is to go deep every time because you don't necessarily trust the guy behind you. Because the guy behind you, the, case. The, the guy behind you is Aaron Hicks, who's in two o two. Yeah, but I don't think that's the case, though. But but that it, I get, that's what Aaron Judge is getting paid to do is hit home runs. But it's every not time because of the up. lack of trust; it's because of who Aaron Judge is. I don't see. I don't know. I mean, it's it not ha- a lack of trust. It, I feel like that's really reaching. What all I'm saying is, if you had a guy, if you had a lineup of nine DJ Lemayhews, right? that would be the best team in baseball and it wouldn't be close because you're going to have guys 
who get on base each and every time, not necessarily hit a home run every time, but you're going to trust the guy behind you to get the job done every time. Because if I'm on second base and DJ LeMay is at the plate, I'm saying to myself, there's no chance I don't score here. It's true. I mean, we keep kind of jumping back to the Yankees. You want to get to the Dodgers? I mean, the uh, Astros Rays series? Yeah, let's talk about the Astros and Rays. Um, it's five to one, Tampa in game three. So if this score holds up, Tampa will take a three nothing series lead. And by the time um, you're listening to this, you would know the answer. Yeah, by the time you're listening, you'll know. You guys, the time travelers that are listening right now. Um, uh, you know, the Astros, I mean, beat the Twins, beat the Athletics, talk their talk. Um, but they're running into a Tampa Bay team that has a lot of momentum right now, and they have a devastating, you know, bullpen. Their starting pitching is not going to give you length. For as good as Morton, Glassnow, and Snell are, they're going to go five innings, and then you got to get into that bullpen, all of them throw over 100 miles an hour and have that, you know, curveball, slider, devastating hook. Um, there's, there's really not much more to say other than, you know, Tampa's a really good team, and they should, you know, get some respect. Um, they beat the Yankees in five. They're, you know, taking it, to, giving it to the Astros right now. Um, I guess we'll, you know, jump off and, I guess, talk about the Astros. Um, is this a case of they finally ran into a team that's not going to choke in the playoffs? Because we've seen it time and time again with Minnesota and Oakland over the last few seasons. Maybe the, maybe the Astros got a lucky draw in the first two rounds. And now they've come back to the team that they were in the regular season. I mean, yeah, they got they got a good draw facing the Twins, who can't get out of their own way, and the A's, who were just average. Um, but they've shown up. As much as we all hate them, they've shown up and they've produced. Outside of the the first round series, Altuve's hitting four hundred now. Brantley's hitting three sixty eight. Bregman's hitting four hundred. Carlos Correa is hitting five hundred in the postseason. Like it might have dropped down a little bit now, but the guy's absolutely ripping the cover off the baseball. Um, they just don't have the pitching to match up against the Rays, as you mentioned. They have the three starters and then their bullpen. The Rays bullpen hasn't given up a – they haven't let an inherited base runner score yet this postseason. That's huge. Like, my Phillies all year long, bullpen reliever would come in, and it was an automatic run. For the Rays, it's bullpen comes in, you're not scoring. Um, but for the Astros moving forwards, I don't think they're dead. I, s- I still think they're going to fight. These guys have a ton of postseason experience. Um, they know what it takes uh, to win. I-, I do expect them to to win a couple games here. Um, they I don't know if they'll win the series. I want them to win the series, and I want the Dodgers to win the series just for the storylines and ratings-wise. Baseball would love that. Um, but I don't know. I just the if they if they won the if they won the ALCS, they would have an extreme home field advantage in in the World Series, wouldn't they? Yes, essentially. Tampa? No, no Astros. Houston. Astros. So the oh, one yeah. team that really doesn't deserve fans is going to get all the fans. Yeah, I guess most likely. Yeah, what's it's only what a two hour drive from Houston to Arlington. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Texas, big state. Huge. Some say the biggest. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
there's not much to this series because it's just been all raised the entire time. There's not, you know, that much to talk about. I mean, the games have been close. I mean, I mean, game one was close. Yeah. And game two was Lance McCullers. I mean, a Rose Arena is the best game. player in baseball. It's amazing what he's done. It's pretty crazy. I, I, I had no idea who this guy was until he just starts demolishing the Yankees. Like it, there's not much more to say. And, like, I, I mean, I remember saying it earlier in the year in our preview shows when I think Cash was coming at me saying that the Astros aren't going to be able to hit. Or was it you, Cash? I don't remember. Regardless, somebody. It probably was. Probably was. Saying they're not going to be able to hit without the trash cans. But they're, they're a talented team, and we're seeing it now. And, like, I'm not surprised the Astros are in the spot they're in now. Um, I'm having a tip, a very internal issue with myself here on who to root for um, because I have hard feelings against the Astros and hard feelings against the Rays. However, I mean, as, as a league. what I'm sure for the national league, I told my mom, I'm not watching the series. And then I'll root for the Dodgers, whoever that is, or I thought the Dodgers were just being a shoe in, but yes, national league. I'm, I'm just, I'm rooting for the Rays. I, I, I as I think you have that to. would be, I think as a baseball fan and somebody who just really appreciates the game for what it is, you, you I feel like that type of shit should be rewarded. And I think the Rays can win the World Series, but if the Astros represent the American League, I don't think they can win the World Series. I agree with that for sure. Uh, the Braves are a problem. I mean, there's no way, there's no reason to turn a turn your they shoulder are a big to the problem. Rays. I mean, to the Braves. They haven't lost in the playoffs yet. They're an issue. They're a real they're, issue. They're a problem. If their pitching so, holds up, they're winning the World Series. I think that's how it's going to go. I think, so, Scott, you said that in the group chat the other day, right? I'll take credit for it, yeah. It's Somebody amazing because they lost so many pitchers. <laughs> they lost Hamels. They lost Soroka. They lost a million guys, and it's, it's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, really but crazy. those young guys are stepping up, and they're not giving up runs, which is pretty incredible. Pretty amazing. So that's pretty much it for teams that are still, you know, in contention. Um, we'll do one last quick segment. Uh, the White Sox fired um, their manager, Renteria. Um, thoughts on that? White did he Sox get are fired? Did, did he get mutual, fired? Or they, a mutual they kind mutually of parted ways is a nice a way of saying you were, you were fired. Yeah. So, you know, that's a good team. Up and coming team, team on the rise. Um, who do you think is the front runner? Do you think it's a guy like Showalter? Do you think it's a core or a hinge coming back from suspension? What do you think the best fit is for Chicago? I mean, I think the two big names are at Cora and Hicks or Hinch. Sorry. Um, that seems that's what their president of baseball operations, I believe said was we're looking for a manager with recent success as a manager. You throw out Buck Showalter, but what's he been doing for the last five years playing golf? Like, Great. He's been on the Yes Network. Wonderful. What's he done for you late? Like, it's going to be Hinch or Cora. It's probably going to be Hinch because – I agree. I mean, there's been some buzz that Cora is going to end up back in Boston. Um, I, I, I would put A.J. Hinch as the front runner there. I'm with you there. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, Carlos Beltran never lost the game as a manager. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> But if you're going to take a, a former a guy it's attached never won, to the Houston won, Astros, you're going to go for the guy that was right in the ship there with A.J. Hinch. I think that's the right guy for the job. I mean, I'm not a big fan of what he did, obviously. We've talked about this a whole bunch. But in terms of being a manager and, and having that postseason experience with a young team who 
is talented, I think he can really, really, really squeeze a whole lot out of that White Sox team. Cash, you, you, you popped up like you were going to say something. My, my <laughs> computer screen is dying. The computer works fully. I, I don't see anything on the screen, so. Oh, no. So with that said, Cash, is there any other miscellaneous baseball news that we didn't cover that you'd like to discuss? Uh, no, I think we, we had a pretty good show here, guys. I, I think agree. we covered everything. Scott, did we miss anything? Uh, I'm just going to cry when the Phillies don't re-sign JT Romuto. $200 million. You're just giving them that? Are they giving them that? It doesn't sound like it. Maybe there's the been, Yankees will. There's been some pretty uh, negative reports that make me feel that they're not going to sign them, and I'm going to be devastated, especially when Sixto Sanchez comes to town and shoves the baseball down all the Phillies' throats for the next decade. Well, there you have it. That's that's Scott's winter. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I think we covered everything. Next week we'll be have the World Series. So World Series, I believe, starts on Tuesday. That's when we normally record. Maybe we'll do Monday night instead. Um, but we'll figure that out. We'll talk about it in the group chat. But until then, um, for Tyler Blumenstick, Alex Cashman, Scott Roswell, my name is Glenn Negris. Thank you for listening to Base Hit Ball 4.